welcome to my podcast 20 something years where today i'll be talking about one of the most iconic comedies of the early 2000s legally blonde legally blonde is a 2001 american comedy uh, starring reese witherspoon luke wilson selma blair and matthew davis so you might recognize uh, reese witherspoon from her role in friends as jill green rachel green's sister and matthew davis went on to star in the vampire diaries as alaric uh, so This was the first movie I ever saw Selma uh, Selma Blair and Luke Wilson in but I I did recognize Matthew Davis and Reese Witherspoon from their roles uh in the different shows and movies they have done after and before it so the plot of the movie revolves around Elle Woods played by Reese Witherspoon a fashionable sorority queen who is dumped by her boyfriend Warner played by Matthew Davis i have never liked Warner like he is the uh, template blueprint of a douchebag but like when Warner dumps Elle it's because he has decided to attend Harvard Law School and become what according to him is the ideal son of the family and find a more suitable girl than Elle for him so in an effort to win him back Elle decides to go to like enroll to Harvard as well and become like this law student so that Warner can see her as this um serious girl who is more suitable for him but it along the way she just realizes that she is never going to be enough for him as such no matter how hard she tries so she decides she is in this law program she might as well excel at it so despite the skepticism and discrimination by her classmates and professors L is smart enough like come on she got like what 179 on her L sats despite being the stereotypical young dumb blonde from a sorority that they showed her uh, she got 179 so she's like now quite motivated to earn the respect of her colleagues and eventually like get into law and all so that was a like a different twist to the stereotype the movie started off with that l might be a young dumb blonde but she wasn't because she was actually quite smart the movie went on to become a commercial success and uh, got a sequel in 2003 called legally blonde to red white and blonde uh, this movie is regarded like a feminist classic like be uh, about its message for empowering women uh, and all the girls i know including me watch this movie before exam season to get ourselves motivated like if l woods can do it so can we uh, it also has a like it also spawned a hit broadway musical and several spin-off projects including a reality tv show and a line of cosmetics like now it's a most is It's a fun and empowering movie that offers a fresh uh, take on the traditional story, but along the way she faces challenges and discrimination. But what motivates her? Uh, what is more like what motivates her is her passion of not giving up a thing she started halfway, which I guess is why it's a cult classic. The one of 
one of the biggest trends of this movie will definitely be its feminist message and the fact like how a barbie movie has its tagline that she is barbie she can do anything so i guess this was something like this considering l's signature color is also pink the hot pink uh, which i guess is called the bruiser pink it appears in almost every scene of the movie in some way whether it's her clothing accessory or a set design uh, they name this color bruiser pink which was created specifically for the movie it was named after uh, els chihuahua bruiser the message in the movie is quite an empowering message as it's both timely and timeless and it's refreshing to see presented in such a fun and entertaining way like another strength of the movie i'll say is its humor like it doesn't take itself too seriously uh and there are plenty of laughs to be ha- had throughout the movie like the supporting cast is also so excellent particularly Luke Wilson uh who plays Emmett uh, L's love interest and Jennifer Coolidge as Paulette uh, L's a sassy manicurist friend so uh, originally Jennifer Coolidge didn't have uh like she had a very minor role with a very few lines like she was just supposed to be in one or two scenes but her performance uh, jennifer coolish performance was so hilarious that the filmmakers decided to expand her role more and uh, the character emmet played by luke wilson he was so, supposed to be originally from british like his accent was supposed to be originally british but after uh, luke wilson auditioned for the role the filmmakers decided to change the character's nationality to american to like so it would suit the actor's natural accent uh, also uh, reese with a spoon had to dye her hair blonde uh for the role of l she later revealed in an interview or something that it was the most expensive thing she had done for a movie the role of elwood was initially offered not to reswill uh, with a spoon but several other actresses including christina applegate like she was also on friends as rachel sister amy green then charlie uh, theron alicia silverstone before reese was uh, ultimately cast but uh she was the director's uh uh robert lucatex first choice for the role of l woods as the producers initially wanted an established act- uh, actress but the director robert lucatex insisted on casting uh, with a spoon because he had seen her audition and he was so impressed with her like he immediately knew that she was the right choice for l as he had never heard of her before and he got so impressed by her audition that he eventually cast her and the character of l's uh, sorority sister margo was played by actress jessica coffield who actually auditioned for the role of L but was cast as uh, Margot instead there's also this uh, no interesting note uh, that the character of L was initially supposed to be the stereotypical uh, stereotypical dumb blonde but Reese with a spoon convinced the filmmakers 
to make her intelligent and capable so it went with the narrative and people actually liked it rather than being just like it's a stereotypical young dumb blonde but the pot- one potential criticism of the film is that it perpetuates uh, stereotypes about sorority girls and the legal profession however those these stereotypes are ultimately subverted and challenged by the end of the film as el proves that she is more than just a pretty face and that legal profession is not as stuffy and elitist as it may seem Uh, it's also interesting to see that the film's original title was Blonde Justice, and it was changed to Legally Blonde to, uh, like better reflect the film's light-hearted tone. The film's soundtrack is also worth noting. Like it has such good songs. Like the first song that is, uh, that comes on the screen is a perfect day, and it's like so up. beat so catchy that it perfectly catches the film's tone and spirit the movie's uh, movie is filled with vibrant and colorful visuals that add to the overall fun and lively atmosphere it is uh, also like reportedly suggested that reese with a spoon suggested the idea of el wearing a bunny costume to the uh, film's producers as a way to show her character's commitment to her sorority and the scene where she goes in the costume party dressed as a playboy bunny was originally was supposed to be cut however the filmmakers decided to keep it after with a spoon insisted that it was an important movement in el's character development and i'll agree because that was the moment at that party that she realized that no matter what she does it's never going to be enough for warner and she can do so much better like really warner like emmet he's a nice guy right so everybody knows the bend and snap from the movie right it's so iconic i think all of us who have watched this movie have tried to do it once at home at least not in public i hope because that that's embarrassing no matter how iconic it was but the most iconic scene bend and snap was uh, choreographed by tony basil who is best known for her hit song mickey in the 1980s but some say that it was uh choreographed by Reese Witherspoon herself like she based on moves on a combination of ballet and a move she saw her friend do while trying to impress a guy like i don't know which one's true but witherspoon's idea sounds more like fun to believe like the uh, band, uh the bend and snap move got so popular that it inspired a workout video it uh, also became popular that it inspired fired a workout routine called the snap cup challenge where participants attempted to do the move without spilling a cup of water the scenes set at harvard law school were filmed at the university of southern california usc which was made to look like harvard through the use of visual effects the movie was filmed on location at various places including ucla the rose bowl stadium in pasadena california the opening credits feature uh, which features els sorority sisters are played by the real life members of ucls delta new sorority like so iconic to be a part of that movie as well as the sorority which takes place in the movie i guess 
ऑल्सो यू ऑल कैन विजिट आई गेस द सीन वेर एल एंड वॉन ब्रेकअप वॉज फिल्म एट अ रियल रेस्टोरेंट इन एल ए कॉल्ड बुधाज बेली आई डोंट नो इफ इट्स स्टिल देयर इफ आई एवर गेट द चांस टू विजिट एल ए अगेन आई श्योरली गो टू दिस रेस्टोरेंट इफ इट्स स्टिल ओपन आई मीन दिस इज अ टू थाउजेंड वन मूवी एंड वी आर इन ट्वेंटी ट्वेंटी थ्री इट्स बिन ट्वेंटी टू ईयर्स टू दिस मूवी माई गॉड the film's production designer was so good that she included a lot of pink items to decorate el sorority house including a pink leather sofa that became so popular that it was auctioned off at a charity later on uh the film was shot in just like 45 days which is a very short amount of time for a feature movie uh, also in the movie if you like notice and i heard it somewhere else that trees with a spoon wears 40 different hairstyles and wears around 30 scarves in the movie i think uh, they included both the movies the legally blonde and the legally blonde to red white and blonde both combining because i don't know if i've seen her in more than five scarves in the first movie so there's that also her daughter eva philip Uh, made a cameo appearance in the movie as a young girl on a playground uh, also selma blair who played vivian Ken- uh, kensington wore the wig wore a wig for the movie because she had shaved her head for a previous lo- role uh, like isn't that so weird to think about that her vivian's hair was actually a wig also during the filming of the graduation scene like the last scene in the movie luke wilson who plays emmet accidentally tripped and fell while walking up to the stage the movement was uh, so funny the movement was so funny to the filmmakers that they decided to keep it in the final cut of the film although i don't remember watching that so after this i'll definitely go rewatch and check if Uh, if it's still there in the movie's final cut uh, the ending however was different like the director originally intended the movie to have a more serious note and even shorter alternate ending that uh, where el loses the case like can you imagine legally blonde without its iconic court confession case where el nails uh, to get the testimony uh, testimony from the daughter like and the daughter is played by uh, scooby doo's velma like that's a crossover i didn't expect uh, however after test screenings he decided to reshoot the ending and give el a victorious and empowering moment the original ending in the uh, uh, movie was that el and vivian confront warner together with vivian revealing that she was leaving him for a woman but the test audiences of 2001 found the scene to be abrupt so it was reshot with the satisfying most satisfying ending which we all love overall i'll say that legally blonde is a must watch for anyone looking for a feel good movie that celebrates uh women empowerment and intelligence uh, it's a timeless classic like that still holds up today and con- uh, continues to inspire audiences around the world like i watched it before my exams like to motivate myself 
I recommend this movie to anyone looking for a fun, uplifting movie with a positive message. It's a very good comedy that will leave you smiling long after the credits roll. The humor is so top-notch. The movie is filled with witty one-liners and uh, clever side gags that will have you laughing out loud for sure. Like it's not just a silly comedy there are genuinely some touching moments as well particularly towards the end of the movie where l uh, delivers a powerful speech in court so grab some popcorn settle in and enjoy the delightful world of l woods and harvard law school getting into the topic of my take on reality shows and the love is blind finale i have thoughts reality shows so these shows have the most unhinged drama like you can imagine so as i mentioned in the last episode that these shows are like my guilty pleasures that i hate that how much i love them uh, but indian reality shows that i watch are coffee with karan khatro ke khiladi master chef i used to watch nachwali as well but these shows don't give out the tea you need whereas shows like the bachelor the bachelorette or the whole bachelor nation shows love is blind perfect match keeping up with the kardashians the kardashians the ultimatum are exactly what you need i mentioned too hot to handle in the last episode but it was very bizarre to watch such a concept so i couldn't get past the first episode as well but perfect match felt like a crossover i didn't expect whereas love is blind has so many characters i'll say that are like there is no such way that such people exist so today i'm going to be talking about the latest season of love is blind and my thoughts on the finale of season 4 again these are my opinions and they can be wrong in the scenario considering this is a reality show that is heavily edited and we just see bits and pieces of these people interacting also there will be spoilers okay so now that's out of the way let's dive into the finale i finished the love is blind season 4 finale and i have thoughts i mean several people after the previous week really thought kwame uh, was going to say no but him saying yes was a surprise i mean chelsea looks way more in love with him than he is with her again it's a heavily edited version of a reality show so we don't know but that's how it came off on tv but i love the interaction between kwame's sister and chelsea like it was adorable both of them tearing up and all i wonder how kwame will feel like about knowing that maika is now single considering he had like when he saw her he had eyes just for her and not his fiance like don't even get me started on the whole thing but uh, coming to maika and paul i thought they were really awkward throughout the duration of their relationship but i thought both of them would say yes and not no though it was really manipulative on maika's end like how she basically passed on her turn to say i do which is what i guess made paul say no and he was going to say yes but and her friends oh god who needs enemies when you have friends like these they were laughing when maika ran away and somebody asked her best friend i guess shelby shelby like how she was feeling 
I was like, excuse me, what? Like, and the way she answered, like, honestly, I am relieved. That's the way I wanted it to go. Like, ma'am, what? Instead of checking on your friend who got rejected at the altar, you choose to laugh and feel validated that the worst outcome you predicted came true. But she does look like a pick-me girl, so why am I not surprised? And the way her friends were still smoking throughout just pissed me off. Like, Maika, honey, you really need new friends. This was not it. Coming to Tiffany and Brett, like, oh god, they are just adorable. Right from the first episode, you could see the chemistry and the fact that they both are like a little bit older than the rest of the cast, which I guess made them take this experiment more seriously. The previews also had me worried. Like, Brett saying this shouldn't happen today was about his pants and him running to a tailor to get it fitted. It had me smiling. Like, it was so wholesome that it wa- that he wanted it to be perfect as it could be. Like, usually guys on the show couldn't care less about such details from what I see. But the man knew what he wanted and he got it done. And also hats off to the tailor to getting the pants done on uh, time. And the way Brett cried looking at Tiffany walk down the aisle. And the fact that exactly seconds before his dad offered him a tissue if he needed it. And he says like, no, I don't need it. And he starts crying. It's just so enduring. Like they have set a blueprint for the future contestants for me. Like, it's their standard or nothing. And Marshall at their wedding was such a nice surprise. Like, you give that man a new bachelor season right now. He deserves it. Bliss and Zach. Like, where do I start with them? Oh, God. Like, I don't know why so many people find Zach to be odd. I don't think he's odd. He just seems like a person who is very guarded. And I think that's for sure a result of his past experiences, as he had mentioned. And Bliss also seems the same way, which I get, uh, which I guess is due to her parents' divorce. So you can see how like how in tune these two are. Like I like good job to Bliss for bringing her mom to walk down the aisle because Dad, you gotta calm down. Bliss gets it. Bliss's mom gets it, Zach gets it, and we get it that you don't, aren't, like, like, I don't even know what to say, like, we get it, you aren't in support of your daughter's decision, but you got to calm down, you are about to walk her, your daughter, down the aisle, I understand wanting to protect your daughter, but the snipey comments weren't it, and Bliss's mom, like, I love how, she kept getting the last word in like he's like i hope he can handle you and this is mom is like he can <laughs> like that is just like cherry on the top uh but the way zach had this expression in uh, on his face when he saw bliss like it wasn't to the bread level standard or it wasn't even nothing like kwame had it it felt very Zach and you could see they were feeling some type of the way like it was obvious they have chemistry and their love for each other was obvious. I actually found their vows very enduring and the way Bliss's mom kept nodding when she heard Zach's vows like 
yes that's my goal you better take care of her for chef's kiss like the fact that love is blind was able to get their song uh copyrights of the song and it felt like such a circle moment like i can't wait for the reunion so by the time this episode gets out uh on my podcast the live reunion will have aired and the amount of drama it will have is going to be amazing i am so ready for it i feel like a stage is saying this but let's be honest most of us who watch the show are so ready for the reunion so i'll probably review it on my instagram stories which i guess by the time this episode is out you all will have seen so yeah that was the finale review i mean it was just like proper apart from two surprises like kwame and chelsea and mica and pauls um Yes, no drama, but the rest two couples were just perfect. So that was it, guys. I hope you all enjoyed my take on the Love Is Blind finale and the couples, and you enjoyed the legally blonde fun facts sessionish I rambled about. Uh, tune in next Sunday for a new episode. Love, Samantha.